0: Hello and welcome to Central Life Church and this is our podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and we pray that it encourages you, inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. At the end of last year we talked about the goodness of God and I feel that it's really, really important for us to understand who God is, how He is by nature. If we don't understand who God is, we may misrepresent him to the world. We've not always represented God the way that he ought to have been represented. You know, they, they've represented him as a hard, harsh taskmaster, as a hard, harsh father who, you know, disciplines his children with a rod of iron. And, you know, there's nothing further from the truth than that. He is a gentle, caring, loving father. He wants the best for you and your life. He wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to prosper and succeed. This morning, I want to talk about who am I when I know the father through Jesus? Who am I? I want to turn the focus a little bit this morning from. Off God a little bit, onto you. Who am I when I know the Father through Jesus? See, that's why we spent so much time looking at who God was, so that we would understand how we are supposed to live out our lives. We read this scripture, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? How good is that scripture? And the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. I want you to capture this one line and highlight it in your Bible. Full of grace and truth. See, if we don't understand that our truth or our our the the thing that we hold dear that we think is right. That might burn people if it's not done with grace. See, grace is what enables truth to do what it's meant to do. And when we don't give people grace or we don't give one another grace, we don't pour out that grace upon each other, the truth that you have will just, it'll burn people. So it's really important that we act like God in that he never, he never comes and bashes you around the head. He never pushes you into a corner and beats you up and says, you must believe this truth. He is slow to anger, slow to anger, merciful and graceful. He doesn't beat us around. He doesn't bash us into submission. You will believe this. No, it's not the way he works. And I'm grateful for that because the way I believed in God back in the day, I thought he was a hard taskmaster. I thought he was a hard taskmaster. you got to do. you got to do the work. you got to get in there and help people and get out in the street and witness and speak to everyone and i became one of those really weird hard christians i might have saved some but i lost most because the very thing they needed the most was the grace and the love of god in their lives i should have showed far more love than i showed my tell them i'll tell them i'll tell them how it ought to be done tell them people will never change anyone loving them regardless of where they are, regardless of who they are. Love your enemies. Bless those that persecute you and those that use you. Bless them. Bless and curse not. Jesus is talking to the disciples and one of the disciples, Philip, says to him, Lord, show us the Father. Show us the Father. And Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? You know, that, that statement should burn in our spirit. When, God, when people look at you, do they see the Father God coming out? Do, is that what they see? Are they, do they see it? Do they see Jesus? How do they? How does that perception come out of you, out of me? Now, Jesus was pretty much saying, I'm God in flesh. I am the Father and the Father is me and we are one. That's what he was saying. He couldn't say that openly because they would have stoned him to death because it would have been considered blasphemy. In another place he actually says it. And they pick up stones to stone him and it says he escaped from them because it was not yet his time. For we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That word conformed is the Greek word sumorphos. It means to be fashioned into. I wanted to show a video at this point of a a blacksmith smashing away at a piece of iron. That's the way most people see God. He's a blacksmith smashing the piece of iron, trying to smash them into submission. Again, it's the wrong image. He's more like the potter and the clay. He's got his hands in the water. He puts his hand out of the water, the Holy Spirit, and he puts them into the pot and he just gently, gently turns that pot and he slowly spins it up until it becomes the work of his hands. He doesn't force the clay. He doesn't make the clay bend. The clay bends itself around his fingers. And when it bends around his fingers, it becomes that very thing that he made. That's what it's like. We're being fashioned into something that looks more like his son. That's his aim. It isn't so that you would lose your individuality or so that you become somebody else. But in becoming more like Christ, we become the best version of us we can be. We can't get stuck in our own thinking. I am right, therefore I will not change my thinking. For me, I am the swinging vote. I'm always the swinging vote. I don't go left and I don't go right. I stand down the middle and I ask lots of questions and I do lots of research and I find out, should I go here or should I go there or should I go in the middle? What should I do? I haven't made up my mind already. I haven't chosen a side other than God's side. Here's the side I want to be on. I want to be fashioned to be more like his son. I want to look more like Jesus. It's about him. How do I reflect him to my spouse? How do I reflect him to my neighbours? Luke 9, 53 to 56 says, But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? See, we we are human, we are in human nature, we want justice. We want righteousness. We want justice. We want it in this life. We want it now. We want it according to our terms. We want to wield the power of God according to our own judgment. But he, Jesus, turned and rebuked them. Highlight that in your Bible. Rebuked them. You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. You do not know what manner. Every time we say something like that out of our mouth, every time we want to see justice done, every time we want to judge somebody or something, you don't know what spirit you're of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them, but to save them. Get it in your spirit, church. We're here to save people. We are here to make a difference for some. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and you are no more righteous than they. It is only by the grace of God, only by the grace of God, that we can say that we stand at all. It is only by the grace of God at all that we can say He lives in us, that we might help some. We might even pull some from the fire. Maybe. As believers and followers of Jesus Christ, our purpose is to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. We're not there yet. We have this same purpose as Jesus. We do not pray for fire to fall and destroy wicked people. On the contrary, We pray that their eyes and ears may be open to the faith in Jesus. Feed yourself in the Word of God and pour out the love of God to a broken and dying world. If you get an opportunity, tell them about Jesus. If you get an opportunity to pray, pray for them that they would be blessed. Father, we pray that this church, this house, this body of believers, Lord, that we would show and demonstrate the love of Christ wherever we go, starting in our own households, Lord God, that we would show love, compassion, grace and mercy to our spouses, to our children, to our grandchildren, to our great-grandchildren. And then, Father, I pray that we would show grace and mercy to our neighbours and to our community. Father as we move into 2021 bless beauty for ashes that it might make a difference for some that it might make a difference in lives and change them for the good Father we don't put our thoughts and attitudes on people on the contrary Lord we pray for them we lean into you that you might make a change in our community Father would make a change in us first let us be the swinging boat let us be the one that is malleable let us be the one that is listening for your small still gentle voice that says go this way let us have the ears to hear and the heart willing to follow fill us full of your love for this world Fill us full of your love for the lost and dying and the destitute, the poor, the lame, whatever it may be. Let us have grace for those who are in sin, great grace for those in sin. And may we pray for them, not speaking at them, not talking at them, but praying for them, with them. Father, we pray that this house would be a house that looks like, acts like, and sounds like Jesus. In his name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. And a special thank you to those who give generously to help us continue this ministry. To support us, visit us on the web at www.centrallife.com.au or at the PayPal link in the description. To find out more about us, follow us on Facebook and you can also find us on YouTube. We'll see you next time.